Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Astros Baseball. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the Astros 2020 draft picks. I will also talk about the negotiations. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it. A little bit about J.J. Watt's comments. We're going to talk about the big news of the day, the Yankees, the big news of Friday at least, the New York Yankees and the unsealed letter. And then a cool story from 1977 in a game between the Royals and the Brewers. That's what you have to look forward to on this episode. So before we get to that, a few things I want to cover. Today, well, t- right now it's past midnight, so it is today, but the new episode of Sunday Strohs will be out, and no one knows this yet, but Mike Acosta is the guest. Episode two, we already have a guest, Mike Acosta, and Stevie recorded this on Friday. I had to work, and I didn't want it to be three of us because I thought maybe it would be too clumsy, uh, but he talked to him. I listened to, I was doing the editing, and I listened to 45 minutes of it, and it's really good. So look for Sunday Strohs coming out on Sunday, just like the catchphrase, if it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Check it out, it's really good, I promise you. Um, Also, on the podcast, um, when I wrote these notes down, 66 listens, or plays, however you want to count them, away from 90,000 overall in the history of Astros baseball. With that being said, I had a goal of 100,000. And when I reached that goal, I was going to change things up on the podcast a little. Now, this could just be my mind running because there's no baseball. But I miss it. I miss telling you the scores. I miss telling you who the player of the game, who the GOAT, all of this. I miss it. I miss talking about the games, but I also enjoy doing interviews. So anyway, what I'm thinking of doing, because I do enjoy the interviews, and I do kind of want to market the name a little bit. I do. I would like a more clever name than Astros Baseball. 
I was I want to change my name to something that an Astro fan would see and know that it's an Astros podcast, but someone that is not an Astros fan wouldn't know. And mostly that's for the interviews. Because I know a lot of people hate us and they see Astros baseball. I don't care who's on there. I'm not going to listen. But mostly it's it's for marketing, you know, like getting someone to make shirts. Because people won't make them with Astros on there. And I just want a clever name, you know. Just, it's a name that hasn't been taken. And the name that I thought of, I've already done the artwork. So if you are one of the listeners that uh, communicate with me on a regular basis, let me know and I'll show you the artwork. But the name I thought of is something nobody uses. You have like the crawfish boxes, which is a play on the Crawford boxes. You have the Crawford talks. You have Tall's Hill. You have all these different Astros things and nobody uses the name the home run pump. I did. I, it's kind of not like a fluent name. It doesn't just roll off the tongue. But you, that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll know it's an Astros podcast. So there could be a change. There could be a change in the way I do the show. There could be a change. I think mostly what I'm thinking of is making a change is just because it's turned into an interview show. Because there's no baseball. But let's get to the let's get to what I what what you're here for. Let's get to the news. The draft 2020, 72nd pick overall. I looked at some other 72nd picks and there were about 3 good ones in history. So it's a tough spot. But it's not impossible. But Alex Santos the 2nd was the Astros first pick. He's a pitcher from the Bronx. How awesome is that? How awesome will it be if this guy turns out to be great? He's from the Bronx, a high school kid. He's not a college guy. Himself, he said he's a mix of Jack Flaherty in terms of mechanics and Max Scherzer in terms of the mental aspect of the game. His fastball is already in the mid-90s. He's got a slider and a curve, and he says he would like to refine his changeup. So our first pick overall, which isn't a first-rounder, but our the 72nd pick, first guy for the Astros during these two seasons where we get no first and second-round picks, Alex Santos. This is the guy we got because of Garrett Cole signing with the Yankees. Round three, pick number 101, Tyler Brown. Another pitcher, right-hander from Vanderbilt. He had 17 saves, a 2.19 ERA, 65 strikeouts, and 9 walks for Vanderbilt, who won the College World Series last year. The Astros plan to develop him as a starter. He touches 97 with very little effort. Tyler Brown, right-handed pitcher, look for him. Round four, pick 131. This is a, it's not a funny name, but it's a cool name because it sounds like something popular. 
But Zach Daniels, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but Zach Daniels, University of Tennessee, he had, uh, the season was short, you know, because of coronavirus. 56 at-bats, he was hitting 357 with four home runs and 18 RBIs in 56 at-bats. That's pretty good. He's a center fielder with a score of a 70 for running, and that is on a scale of 20 to 80. So he's a 70. Um, Charles Cook, he said, We thought the tool package was an exciting gift for us at that pick. Uh, Charles Cook is the director of player evaluation for the Astros. So this guy may not have it all. He may not have had great seasons back to back to back, but he has the tools, and they're willing to take a chance on those tools. That's that's kind of what they're saying. Round five, last pick in the draft, Shea Whitcomb, University of... California, San Diego, uh, shortstop. 333 average, 1.008 OPS, and 81 at-bats. He played in the Cape Cod League. He hit 303 with 8 homers and 27 RBIs. And this was with a wooden bat. And this is a quote from him. He said, in the draft, you don't see Division II players pick very high because they get knocked for a lack of competition, and that's why the Cape Cod was so important to me. So he performed well against high-level pitchers, but he normally doesn't play against great competition in Division Two. So we got a shortstop, we got a speedy outfielder, and two right-handed pitchers. Someone, when I was watching the draft, I don't know if you watched the draft, but it was done well, it was awesome. Um, someone said on there that Alex Santos had first round stuff. They said, very good pick by the Astros. Very good. So second thing I want to talk about, and I'm not even going to talk about it very long. The players reject another offer from Major League Baseball, but they say they are ready to play. And so you have the owners not wanting to pay him. They're going back and forth, back and forth. There was a poll earlier. Who are you going to blame? The players, the coaches. I mean, the players or the owners. And I don't know. I'm, I put neither. I'm not going to blame either one of them. Because it's a weird situation, a weird circumstance. To me, The owners put a proposal out there, and I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be it. That's pretty close to what they wanted, and they turn it down. The players send one, and I go, well, that seems pretty good, and the owners turn it down. So they've already took it from where we could have a July 4th start, and I believe like mid-July. Like now it's, if they start baseball, they agree to something right now, you're looking at July 18th. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to this thing not happening. One bad thing is the owners are saying they're not making money and they just signed a $1 billion contract with TBS or with Turner Sports so that they could keep the playoff games on TBS. 
So they're saying, uh, you're, you're saying you don't have money and the poor owners are broke, but you just made a billion dollars. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with J.J. Watt, Yankees, and a funny story from 1977. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, so now I'm going to talk about J.J. Watt. I know this isn't a football podcast. It isn't a political podcast. But J.J. Watt, a what, what's happening in the NFL is, I believe when the season starts, we already talked about Drew Brees, but there's going to be a lot of players that are kneeling. I know the Cowboys are against it. Uh, Jerry Jones said that, He'll cut you if you kneel, so I don't know if they're going to do it. But someone on Twitter, a user, he predicted that J.J. Watt would not kneel down for the anthem. J.J. Watt responded to his tweet and said, Don't speak for me. If you still think it's about disrespecting the flag, you clearly haven't been listening. So, of course, the kneeling isn't about disrespecting the flag, but like I said, everybody has their own beliefs. Let people believe what they want. If they want to kneel and they believe they're kneeling for police brutality, then let them. It's their beliefs. Let them have their beliefs. If you believe kneeling is disrespectful, that's your belief. So the other guy kneeling for police brutality should respect the other guy's belief that it is disrespectful. Let him kneel and you don't. There shouldn't be a problem. The people that don't kneel down should not be labeled as racist and that could be what happens. They could be labeled as they don't care. I can tell you this. This is, this is what I think, because they already received enough backlash from this. If football starts and the NFL, who is now all of a sudden Black Lives Matter, they're all in. A lot of people are in. A lot of people have woken up. The message is getting across. But I don't know if it got across to the fans. There's a lot of people that are, you know, if they start kneeling, they're not going to watch it. They are not going to watch it because they're not a corporate uh, company. I'm talking about fans that that are going to lose money with advertisers if they don't watch it. They can just choose not to watch it. But if football, if people aren't watching it, they're going to lose money. And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be... I don't know how big of a controversy it's going to be, but it's going to be discussed. It's going to totally, totally be discussed, you know, if they're going to kneel anymore. Because I think it's going to hurt their viewership. But you probably have a lot of other people that aren't going to watch it if they don't do it. So it's going to be rough. Our world is in shambles. Our world is broken. Our world is split in half. And it's rough. It's rough. But just me, little old me here in my office, just respect. You don't, have to, you don't have to agree with people, folks. Just respect what they believe in. 
If what they believe in is attacking people and burning buildings, that's different. But if you don't agree with it, just try and respect it because that's the world we're in. There's some people that are hell-bent on everybody kneeling and they're hell-bent on us agreeing with all this other stuff. And if we don't, we're the bad guys. They're hell-bent on it, but we can't be like that. We can't be like that. So today, this is the big news, and I don't know why. I don't know why I leave the biggest news for last. It just happens to be the way that I wrote my notes. It just happens to be the order that I wrote it in. It should be headline news. It should be the first thing I talk about. So the Yankees 2017 sign-stealing could be detailed in an unsealed letter. So I think there are... I think this is how it came across. I think someone has a lawsuit, like a season ticket lawsuit. It's some kind of lawsuit. And so they had no choice. A judge said, you are going to unseal that letter and we're going to see it. That's just, that's how it's going to happen. And so, so this is a letter from the commissioner, Rob Manfred, to the Yankees detailing the team's sign-stealing. It's the same, 2017, the Red Sox did the Apple Watch, the Yankees did the dugout phone. You have this opinion. If all they did, if all they did was use the dugout phone, What's the big deal about unsealing it? Because the Yankees have gotten lawyers and they're trying to fight opening it up because it said that the letter would cause significant reputation injury. Why would they say that? Why would they say that? I don't know. So I want to know what's in it. I really want to know what's in the letter, and I don't know when they're going to open it. But apparently, the Yankees did something more. And these are the same guys that are all angry because the Astros keep beating them, and the Astros went to the World Series, the Astros won a World Series, and they haven't. They've been at least 10 years without winning one, and they're angry at us. And this came out Friday, so yesterday was Saturday, and the Astros players the Astros players are actually commenting on it. Carlos Correa mocked Aaron Judge. I think Bregman said something, but I didn't see it. But the players are speaking out. The players are making comments on Twitter, and they've been quiet for a while. So what is it going to be? But I hope it's, you know, if it's bad... If it's really, really bad, it's bad for the game. But I hope it's bad. Because it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees. The same guys that have been attacking us for the last five months. The same guys that if someone from the Astros tweet, we're here, you know, getting food donated for these homeless people, 
Cheater, cheater, cheater. You're a cheater. You know, we're here supporting Black Lives Matter. Oh, you're a cheater. You're a cheater. So it's these guys that are doing it over and over and over. Now they did something wrong. I don't know how bad it is, but we're going to find out. And that's what I'm saying. I hope it's bad. It's bad for the game that it's bad, but it's good for me because I hate the Yankees and I hope it's really bad. And I hate their fans and I hate them. Hate's a strong word, but I can't stand them. So finally, the fun story I want to share with you. In 1977, on April 2nd, I've been holding this one. Been holding it for a while. Kansas City played Milwaukee on a Sunday afternoon. Somewhere between the Saturday game and the Sunday game, Someone broke into the clubhouse and stole 53 Kansas City Royal uniforms. They stole 20 gloves, 10 pair of cleats, and 15 warm-up jackets. Weird how they, what they stole. It's weird. But they stole Kansas City stuff, and they're on the road playing against Milwaukee. So they start the game on Sunday... And I thought there was a number, but it's not. But um, the Kansas City Royals played the Milwaukee Brewers, and most of them. I, I that's why I was trying to see that, find out what the number was. I, I thought it was a number, but maybe it's not. But there was a few people that still had Royals uniforms on. I think it was the pitcher. He started the game. This is from memory, so I'm pretty impressed. He started the game, and he ended up losing the game. I think their manager had his uniform, and then the catcher, Daryl Porter, they had Kansas City uniforms. But most of the team did not. So you have two teams playing each other, in 1977, and they're both wearing Brewers jersey. Now, I find it weird that they wouldn't just all wear it. I don't know why the catcher and the pitcher were, were wearing theirs. I don't know why theirs didn't get stolen. But I just thought it was a cool story. I never heard of it till the other day. Kansas City played in Milwaukee, and they both had to wear Milwaukee Brewers Uniforms, that's cool story of the day, folks. So anyway, another reminder, Sunday Strohs, this Sunday and every Sunday, Mike Acosta, very, very good conversation. Like I said, I listened to 45 minutes of it. Very good. It's very good. So anyway, we'll see you next time, folks. I appreciate you all listening. And if you haven't had a chance, go to Apple Podcast, five-star review. It will be very much appreciated. We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.